Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. The world that we reside in is a world of injustice, a place of unrighteousness, a place that is unholy and impure, a place where evil thrives. We need to realize that. This is a world of darkness where that which is wrong seems right to most of the world. And when we look at prophecy, both the prophets from the Old Testament, prophecy in the New Covenant, we learn something. As we approach the end times, and I believe we are, we should have a prophetic assumption, a prophetic expectation. And that is, things are going to get worse. There is going to be more and more injustice in this world. So if you should experience justice, praise God, but realize it is rare. It is the exception to the rule. It is not the normal experience for one that lives in this world of darkness. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Psalms and Psalm 82. Now, Messiah quoted from this Psalm. There are several verses here that many people are familiar with. And it's very important that we understand this Psalm from the proper perspective, paying attention to that chief characteristic of Hebrew poetry, parallelism, and understand what God is saying, what he's not saying, and not making wrong assumptions. Now, you may have heard of this expression called the divine counsel. Now, is there in the heaven rulers that are, of course, submissive to God, subjected to him, but they have their thrones. We see that, for example, in the book of Daniel. And they render judgment, obviously, according to the will of God. God is the great judge, the supreme judge. But I do not accept this term, the divine counsel. There's problems with that. First of all, only God is divine. Understand that simple truth. Only God is divine. And when I speak about God, obviously I'm speaking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I strongly believe in that doctrine of the Trinity. Three persons, one God. Nothing is in contrast with that statement. Three persons, one God. One God in three persons. And each, both the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, each is divine. But we do not have 
a divine counsel. That term is very problematic. Now, we use that because it's common among many, but we need to be right and careful when we look at this psalm. So let's do that. Psalm 82, look there with me. And we see in that first verse that it says, Mizmor le Asaf, a psalm of Asaf. Again, he is the author. And notice what it says in the second part of verse 1. Now, it begins with the term, and most of you know this term, Elohim. It's plural, but it usually has a singular understanding. Speaking about the abundance, the majesty of God. We need to be aware of the fact that in Hebrew, there are words that are plural but have a single meaning. What do I mean by that? Well, mercy, rachamim, but it's simply translated mercy in the singular. Chaim, life, a plural word but understood as referring to life in the singular but an abundant life, a life that is full. So God, Elohim, is a plural word, but it has a singular understanding, the one true God. Also, and we'll get into this in a moment, but that term Elohim can also relate to God as judge, even though there's a different word for judge, shofet, but the basic concept of God is that God judges he is ruler he is the authority so we look here in verse one where it says god stands ba'adat el now we have the word el also referring to god and we have the term adat meaning the congregation of or council of so it's the council that belongs to god again I, I pull back from the notion that this is the divine council, as those who are on it are divine. No. And what is the implication of that? Well, let me give you an example of one false theological view. And that is in the book of Genesis, we all know this verse, where the scripture says, speaking for God, let us make man in our image let us plural in our image also plural and some have put forth that that this is the divine counsel well what we see here is the image of god is divine and this counsel is not divine it is wrong to assume that there is a divine counsel there's simply a, a council that that resides in the heavens supernatural but not divine only god is divine so i would translate it god stands in the council of god that council that belongs to him and in the midst of these judges now it says take care of elohim and here we wouldn't want to say in the council of gods there's only one god when we have that term elohim in the plural is referring to false gods idols 
and this is not the context here so in the midst of god but here we're going to see that that there is a plural aspect to what's going to be said and so this use of the term elohim in verse one in the second part of verse one is referring to in the council of of judges notice what it says yishpot he will judge meaning there's these ones in heavenly seats upon thrones daniel speaks of them as well and they are going to give verdicts but their verdict their judgment is always in light with the judgment of god so in the midst of this this council of judges god judges now look at verse 2. here we're going to see that this council is not pleased with what they see in this world a world of oppression a world of injustice a world that denies righteousness to most people and that's why this council is saying ad matai until when and then we have the plural will you judge but it's in the plural not referring to god and i believe not referring to that council in heaven but those who are in leadership in the world in other words the proper way to understand this is that this council that belongs to god there are these judges that sit upon it and they are responsive fully totally to the judgment of god and they are looking down into this world and they see that those who are in authority those who are rulers those who are judges notice what it says until how long will you you in the plural will you judge and then we have a word not with uprightness not with with that which is proper he says how long will you judge unrighteously evilly that which is absent of that which is proper upright correct and it says the presence of the wicked ones and it could mean the face of but it's probably the presence of the wicked ones it says are lifted up so this tells us that there's a preference in this world for that which is wicked and i think when we look at this world we see that there does seem to be those in authority that are choosing improperly choosing consistently against what the word of god sees as correct what it proclaims as proper righteous holy pure good this is the world that we're living in so they say to the world how long until you you stop that's the implication how long will you continue to judge unrighteously the implication is they want a change and the the face of the wicked ones when they're there those wicked ones they're lifted up in the sense they are are deemed acceptable the end of verse 2 selah verse 3 this council is now giving advice they have shared from their perspective which is god's perspective that there is injustice and unrighteousness and 
the lack of that which is upright in this world so how long are you going to continue to judge in this improper way but in verse 3 it says judge the one who is meager it's a word for being excessively poor so judge the poor one and the orphan god has a a special place in his word in his commandments concerning the orphan concerning the poor we know concerning widows as well but here it simply says judge the one who is meager who has so little and the orphan and the one who is poor the word ani the one who is afflicted now normally that word ani has to do with poor financially but if we look at the root it's simply a word for being oppressed afflicted so he's saying here judge those who are poor those who are the orphan those who are afflicted and those and it's the word hebrew word rush which means those who i would use another word misken those who are are pitiful those you look at them and you see that they're suffering that they're empty that they're lacking that they are ignored by by the world and they're in a dire situation so this this council in heaven is looking down and saying to leadership those who have authority in this world you need to vindicate one understanding of the biblical word judge is to vindicate vindicate that one who is meager in his possessions the orphan the afflicted one the one who is uh, in a pitiful state and it says here make justice meaning make that situation righteous act in a way that the glory of god the presence of god can be seen by that that justice by that verdict that is given out so this is what we could say heaven a heavenly authority is calling to the earth to do now look at verse 4. in verse 4 and we've seen many examples of parallelism for example going to the the previous verse where it says judge it means to to vindicate and what's parallel to that judge and make righteous give a proper verdict those two things are similar in verse 4 we have the word pautu which is uh give escape to assist them in in getting free from those that are oppressing them bringing about a change now this word is also a word that relates to in a different grammatical construction but it relates to a refugee so a refugee is one who has fled from a hard situation and what it says here in verse 4 is be one that assists that helps to flee the one who is poor is that word dal in a meager situation another word evion which is another word for destitute so we see here that there is a clear concern a preference from god in regard to those who are poor those who are empty those who are destitute those who have a meager sustenance 
So help to flee. Help them to to escape the ones who are poor and, and destitute. Help them from the hand of the wicked. Deliver them. So we see this word for help them to flee from and then the word Hatsilu, deliver them. Be an influence that alleviates their their situation, the suffering of that situation. Verse 5. In speaking about the world, those who have authority, notice what God is saying about them. And here again, this comes from this council that is looking into this world. And what do they say? Verse 5 those who are in leadership they do not know nor do they understand they don't have knowledge and they don't have understanding what is that telling us they are not judging they are not exercising authority based upon truth based upon the revelation of god what are they well notice the the second part of verse 5 where it says ba in darkness in darkness they walk now that word for walking not the normal word for walking it's that normal root but in a very abnormal grammatical construction usually we would say that walking or is the word that's in the future speaking of a normal walking but when we look at this, it's, we find it's in the Hitpalel, which is a word that speaks about going forth and backwards, meaning something that's repeated, something that there's a consistency to it, something that is thorough is another understanding of the Hitpalel. And what it's saying is they consistently, all the time, they are walking in darkness. And because of that, there needs to be a change and this foreshadows it where it says and they will overturn eventually we're going to see something an overturning of all the the institutions of the earth now what we are being taught is change is coming there's going to be an overthrow of evil evil is going to be defeated there is going to be a change from that which is unjust to that which is full of justice that which is unrighteous to that which is righteous that which is impure to purity and i mentioned the word purity for a reason and that is purity is related to a condition which invites god's blessing impurity that which is corrupted that which is defiled that invites god to curse to destroy to to put forth his wrath so all the institutions of the earth they are going to be overturned and obviously it's god that's going to do that verse six i have said judges are you now i realize that the normal way to translate elohim gods and what we see from the new testament 
is the Messiah chose this word and it exposed, it exposed the hearer's lack of understanding. When they were, were attacking Messiah because he was declaring and demonstrating his true identity as the divine son of God, the only divine son of God, in other words, God, he quoted from this. And when he says, I have said, this is God speaking, I have said, God's, literally, judges would be a better understanding within this context. Judges are you. And sons, here sons, when you look at this word for sons, and I've mentioned this several times, the Hebrew word ben has three different understandings, three different usages. Now, ben can simply be an offspring, a child. Ben would be son, bat would be daughter. But it's just simply speaking about a an offspring, a child. Now, the second meaning of the word ben can be, and this is what it is here, a servant. The third is an heir, one who has an inheritance, one that's different in his status from a servant. Both the servant in a household and the son are called to serve the father, be obedient to his objectives. But the servant has no inheritance, but the son does. And here it's simply saying sons of the Most High, meaning the Most High God, are all of you, meaning we're called to be servants of the Most High God. We are not liberated to do our will, to make our decisions, to think about situations from our point of view, what we want. Absolutely not. That leads us into being in bondage to sin. It's only when we are submissive, obedient to the revelation of God and His purposes are we going to demonstrate our sonship that we belong to God through that covenant. So He says, and sons, understand it, servants of the Most High God are all of you. Verse 7. Now, despite that, we need to realize that there is a temporalness to our existence in this world so many times i hear people say well well if i die what do you mean if you die when you die you are going to die now of course there is an exception for those who will still be alive when messiah comes to and i'm not speaking here about the second coming but the rapture yes we are going to be taken we are going to be changed but unless that happens in your lifetime you are going to die and therefore this scripture is speaking about this verse verse 7 indeed as a man you all will die what is he speaking about well remember what it says in the book of hebrews chapter 9 where it says it's appointed to every man it's decreed that everyone will die once and after that judgment so when we look here at at this seventh verse indeed as a man you will die meaning you're going to with death go before god's judgment let me ask you a question are you 
living your life that is making decisions with the sure understanding you you understand that you you know this is to be true that when you die and leave this world when you leave this body you are going to be judged by god now if you really believe that and you should it's truth you should be making godly decisions righteous decisions using whatever authority that that god has entrusted to you that you would use it according to that which pleases him so this is what it's saying here in this passage when indeed as a man you will die and as one of his and this is a word for uh princes or in modern hebrew it's word for a cabinet official and these are people who have very significant authority and notice what it says they will fall meaning they are going to come to their end they are not going to continue forever in that position that elevated position so everyone this is the implication even the one who is a high cabinet official with abundant authority and power this one too will fall and when they fall meaning when they leave that position they are held accountable for what they have done and then finally our last verse verse 8. now here there's a plea and that is when we look at this world we've said a world of darkness a world of injustice a world of unrighteousness a world of impurity one that is unholy and and thoroughly evil so what should we want we should want the kingdom and the kingdom although we have a foretaste of that kingdom by means of the holy spirit we belong to that kingdom we are kingdom people but that kingdom hasn't come and that's very important that we realize that it has not come and to me just look at the world read a newspaper newspaper watch the evening news go online and check out what's going on in this world (laughs) the kingdom has not been established and therefore what's happening well that council that belongs to god they say first to the ones in authority in this world judge rightly vindicate the ones who are oppressed deliver them and then they say in verse 8 rise up O god again the word elohim but in this context it's speaking about the one true god who is the true judge kuma Elohim, rise up, O God. Shafta ha'arts, judge. And hear the word arts, judge the world, judge the earth. Ki ata tinchao, because you will inherit, bekohagoyim, all the nations. You, God, eventually are going to take leadership in a very visible way over all this world the world and every nation no one is going to escape god's rule god's authority god's judgment and this is simply what we need to understand 
now i'll close with this and that is when you study the book of revelation you will find that the term throne appears numerous numerous times in one chapter approximately a dozen or so times that word throne and why it's emphasized in the book of revelation is this the book of revelation reveals to us the events that must happen for that throne of god that resides in the heavens where that council of god also is that throne is going to come to earth what do we call that the establishment of the kingdom of god so we want that and any delay as we learn in second peter chapter 3 any delay of that judgment any delay of that is an opportunity to repent an opportunity to receive salvation by faith through the grace of god so psalm 82 a very significant psalm in helping us understand the world that we live in and what the kingdom of god the changes that that kingdom are going to bring when messiah returns when he pours out his wrath upon this world so that the outcome of that is that he will establish his kingdom and that that council of judges in the heaven well now messiah is going to be the one that rules and judges over this world this is what we desire this is what we should be praying for and this is what we should expect well until next time shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.